0: Welcome on into the Jazz Talk podcast. I'm your host CJ Dieters. Now today's episode, we're going to cover the last game for the Jazz against the Rockets. Co- we'll talk about tonight's upcoming game against the Lakers, and then talk about what the Jazz need to be looking to improve upon while they have this week or so long break during the the All Star break coming up here soon. Um, so first off, Jazz. Came out firing and just absolutely dominated uh, their game Monday night against the Houston Rockets. Uh, it was Rudy Gobert's first game back. Um, they, were at, they were very dominant when he was playing. Um, they looked really good when Yudoka Azubuki was playing at the center. They weren't very good with Hassan in there, um, which is interesting. But overall, the team was a lot more energetic than what they've been. Um Nope. Over the last few months, or or last month or so, uh, they're a lot more energetic. Uh, They're a lot more ready to go on the defensive end. Um, Really just fighting all throughout the game. They end up winning that game by, I think, 30 or 31, somewhere around there. Um, You know, Donovan Mitchell got hot, scored 30 points. Rudy Gobert actually got two technicals and was... You know, got kicked out of the game after about 21 minutes. But in that time, he put up, I think it was 17 points, 9 rebounds, um, and just was stuffing everything at the rim. Uh, was not allowing the Rockets to get anything within the, within the paint. Um, the Jazz went to a, a very deep rotation in that game. Um, there's six guys off the bench that got, you know, normal minutes. And then, you know, towards the end, because they're winning by so much, they added a couple more guys in to get, you know, three or four. But, um, you know, Jordan Clarkson, Daniel House, Trent Forrest, Hassan Whiteside, um, Eric Paschal, and Yudoka Azubuki all got, you know, 10 or so minutes, 10-plus minutes off the bench. Um, It was good to see the Jazz get a little deeper into their rotation as they tried to figure out what is the exact group that they want to go with uh, heading on into the playoffs. Um, So, in all, a very good win for the Jazz. This is now six in a row for them. If they can win tonight against the Lakers, they'll give them seven wins in a row heading into the All-Star break and just give them, you know, all kinds of of momentum heading on into the break. Um, Rudy Gay did not play in the last game and it looks like he's probably not going to play tonight. Um which is okay. I mean, it'll give him, you know, the all-star break to to get healthy and get ready to go back. Um So tonight the Jazz are playing against the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers have been kind of a dumpster fire all season. Now, I know that they've had some trouble with injuries, but and with COVID and all that, but who hasn't? I mean, every team has. It's not really an excuse excuse at this point. Um, Anthony Davis, he's been a good player this year, but he definitely hasn't been, you know, MVP candidate type player like he he usually is. Um, LeBron's been fantastic this year. Um, Not quite in the MVP race, but, you know, he's... I think 37 right now. Going to turn 38 later on this this season. Um, or maybe he already has turned 38. <clears throat> but, you know, he's, he's playing at a very high level. Russell Westbrook has been a huge disappointment for this team. Um, I mean, I called it during the summer. I said it was a horrible trade. They made their team worse on both sides of the ball. And that's the way it's been. He's been... Just horribly inefficient on the offensive end, and then he's such a minus on the defensive end because, first off, he just really doesn't care on that on that side, and then he's lost a step in his career. Like he used to be the best athlete in the league, and now he's you know just a slightly above average uh, NBA athlete. Um, and then around them, the Jazz, or the Lakers did a horrible job of putting this roster together. Um, they added so many old guys. They added a lot of two-guard type guys. They added centers that were old and slow. And again, people during the summer were calling them the title favorites, and saying that they did such an amazing job putting this roster together, and it was it was rigged. They put such. There, there's no way they could should have been allowed to put such a good team together and it if all the guys on their team were five years younger then yeah yeah it's, it's it was an amazing roster that they put together but you know like DeAndre Jordan is not even a, a viable backup center at this point in his career like he's probably close to retiring uh, Dwight Howard isn't okay backup center. Uh, Trevor Ariza, they are looking at him as their big time defensive stopper. He's, you know, a decent team defender at this point, but he's like 36 years old. Um, Wayne Ellington and Kent Bazemore can't even get on the floor for the team anymore. Um, their one bright spot has been Austin Reeves, who they uh, was undrafted. They they uh, signed him as a free agent, and. You know, he's been a solid player for them, but nothing absolutely amazing. Um, Using their hardship contracts, they went out and added uh, Stanley Johnson, and they ended up signing him for the rest of the year. So guys that they were not planning on being some of the main guys have been their better players. The guys that got all the hype during the offseason as these big-time signings have not been very good. You know, Talon Horton Tucker has not been that good this year. Kendrick Nunn hasn't even played a game for them this year, um, you know. So the Jazz, if they can come out with the same defensive intensity that they've been having since oh the end of January, and they can keep the ball moving, there's really no reason that they shouldn't be able to win this game against the Lakers, and you know, pretty convincingly as well. <clears throat> So now heading on into the All-Star break, um, Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell are in the All-Star game. Um, you know, the All-Star game, it's it's a fun thing, but I really kind of think at this point you could do without it. Now, I know it's a big moneymaker for the league, and that's why it will never go away, but do we really need to, to watch these guys play like 20% intensity? Um, you know street ball type basketball I really don't think so I I think that you can do without the all-star game but it is a big deal that Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell have made it to their third all-star game now Um, as far as like their overall resumes um, and their legacies you know you look at Rudy Gobert he's a three-time defensive player of the year he's made the all defensive team I think six or seven times now um, he's now made the all-star team three times um, you know if, if he were able to add a championship to that resume or just keep adding all-star game teams and uh, all defensive teams and all that to this he so far is looking like a surefire and uh, hall of famer <clears throat> uh, and then for Donovan Mitchell Really, the only accolades he has right now are the the All Star games, but he's still very young. You know, twenty five. I think he definitely has the opportunity to add like another seven or eight, you know, All Star games to his to his uh, to his resume. Um, hopefully, get into the MVP consideration at some point in his career. Um, he's gonna have to start adding more rebounds, adding more assists to his totals. Um, but I think you can get to that point. Um, Mike Conley did not make it to the team this year. You know, last year I, I like the fact that Mike Conley made an all-star team. I just think it was kind of more of a, Hey, sorry, we messed up for all these years, not putting you on the team. We'll make it up to you now. Like he had a really good season last year. But I, I don't think it was better than, like, DeMar DeRozan's with the Spurs. But anyway, I digress. <clears throat> um, so now after the, the Jazz play the Lakers tonight, they'll be off for, I think it's nine days. Somewhere around there. They'll have a good amount of time off. You know, some guys will go to the All-Star game. Or, you know, just go be part of the festivities there. But for the most part, it's just a really good time for the guys to take a break. To unwind. Let their bodies heal. Um, And I'm hoping that the Jazz take the opportunity to do that. And then they also take the opportunity to get in a few practices. You know, during the season, you know, NBA players do not get much practice time when it comes to in-season. Um... You know, usually you're only going to schedule a practice when you have, like, let's say you have a game Monday. Then your next game isn't until Thursday. Probably on Tuesday or Wednesday morning you will schedule an actual practice. But other than those type of situations, you know, most teams aren't getting in practice time. They're getting, you know, little shoot-arounds and stuff like that. Uh, but this is a good opportunity for the Jazz to get in. You know, two or three really good practices, really figure out what this group is. Get Juan Hernan Gomez and uh, Nikhil Alexander Walker adjusted to their new teams, um, and really figure out what they're gonna do with the rotation and with maybe adding any new offensive plays, adding new new things to the defense, anything like that as they get closer to the, uh, the playoffs. Um, but with that, I'm going to go ahead and end this episode tomorrow. We will, uh, finish the trade deadline recap. Uh, we'll cover the Eastern conference. Um, and then on Friday, we'll probably talk about this latest jazz game, uh, against the Lakers tonight. Um, but thank you so much for listening. Have a great day and go jazz.